Hello and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and oilseed and fibre markets. I'm Olivia Agar, thanks for tuning in to episode 211. We're talking risk today because for some of our farming regions, the challenges faced from events outside their control have just been relentless. From drought and bushfires in 2019 through three years of La Nina and now floods, And this year, with both commodity prices and input costs at very elevated levels, the risk exposure is high and the potential loss from catastrophic weather is extreme. Insurance is one of the tools in the kit to help mitigate risk, but the insurance market in itself is facing what we call a hard market condition due to the high losses and reduced capacity of insurers. So we talk risk management often here on Commodity Conversations, but we don't often talk insurance. So we brought in an expert to help us out with that today. Chris Nelson is Nutrient Ag Solutions General Manager of Insurance and is joining us to talk about what options there are for growers wanting to mitigate their risk, as well as how parametric weather insurance works. Before jumping in though, a few things to note about this week's market. With last week's signing of the Black Sea Grain Initiative or the Grain Corridor for another 120 days, the wheat market really feels like it's turned a corner. So while harvest in Australia is still in its infancy, there's good yields and quality coming out of Queensland and South Australia, which has really given the trade some reassurance that there's going to be some decent milling grades along with what will be another huge harvest. The wool market also turned a corner this week after a long stint of falling prices. There was positive sentiments across all segments of the market, which was in the seller's favour. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Robert Herman and Chris Nelson. Well... Thanks, Liv, and uh, it's a really big welcome to Chris Nelson. And um, Chris is uh, also like us with the Nutrient Group, and he's going to bring some information on insurance. But it's worth noting, Chris, uh, firstly, welcome to Commodity Conversations for your first uh, crack. Thanks, Rob. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what I was just going to say is um, you just get an idea of the scale of the Nutrient business. When I'm sitting here in Ballarat talking to you, um, lives our uh, editor and uh, an introduction coming out of Sydney. And you were telling us before you're in, up in the Burdick. Just tell us a little bit about the area you're in and um, how things are going up there. Look, it's um, certainly certainly happy to share that. It's an area very uh, very heavy influenced by sugarcane, um, cropping a lot of horticulture through this area. Um, and look, the season, uh, to be fair, um, it's probably not going as well as what they would like in terms of there's been some stoppages with rain. Um, but by all accounts, I think it's, it's, look, it's going okay, starting to warm up now, so uh, which is typical of the north. Yeah, well, starting to warm up. We know it can get pretty warm up there as well, Chris. It can certainly, yeah, absolutely. We've had a few days around the 35, so... So, so let's talk about um, risk and, and risk management because it's something Mercado is really interested in. And just tell us a little bit about the, the products that uh, your business provides, especially around what options growers have when they're wanting to mitigate their risk or protect their income. Sure. So we're a general insurance broker, but if I talk more specifically about uh, the, the broadacre, there's a couple of products that come to mind. So there's one that most uh, growers will, will already know, which is a traditional fire and hail product. Um, and, and the other one is, is uh, probably a less known product, um, which we'll talk a little bit more t- today, um, which is more of a weather index product. So the, these, just to, to d- dig in a little bit more there, Chris. So what we're talking about there is that we've got farmers who are 
um, you know, doing everything they possibly can to grow a good crop, but they need to protect against things that come out of left field. So what are some of the benefits and, and I guess also some of the limitations of that traditional crop insurance that you mentioned? Yeah, so the traditional crop insurance um, covers a percentage of uh, loss of yield as a result of fire or hail, so the, the two perils there. Um, so that, that I guess, is, is a real benefit for it. But the downside is, is that's the, the perils are the limitations as well. So when you think about what's happening more broadly in Australia and ag at the moment, particularly with the weather events, um, particularly with flooding, um, that becomes a real problem um, when, you've, when you've got a limited product such as fire and hail alone. So just on the fire and hail, this is sort of a, might be a naive question, Chris, but mm -hmm. so there are people who are in, on the East Coast now who are harvesting uh, mm -hmm. and in the West. Um, there are some that are getting ready to harvest and some that won't mm -hmm. start until probably, you know, very late in the year, close to Christmas. Mm -hmm. How late can people actually put in place some, uh, some protection for hail and fire? Yeah, so in terms of the traditional fire and hail products, it's really um, determined on capacity or availability of capacity from insurers. Um, and what we've seen this year, particularly with high commodity prices and, and high yields, is capacity has been absorbed quite fast. Um, so at times we've, we've been able to write uh, crop insurance quite late into the season, um, but particularly this year and last year, I think there's, there, there were still a couple of markets open later this year, um, but very, uh, very few shires would still be open. So I guess the, the advice to the farmers who are listening to this podcast would be to call their insurance broker and, and just see what the situation is. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We, we, we have, I have heard we have written some business in the last couple of weeks, but that's, that's, that's quite unusual um, to have any capacity open this late. Um, but it's, it's, I think the key is, is, is get in early, um, buy early, um, guarantee yourself um, that you've, you've got the capacity, you've got, you have that risk protection in place, um, you know, in the event of un, an unforeseen uh, risk happening. Yeah, and that's probably pretty good advice for any sort of farm planning is to, is to get ahead of the game. Mm. Well, I just want to, this year has been extraordinary and um, we know that and, and it brings into mind some of the, you know, risks that come to farming that perhaps we haven't always thought about. Can you mm -hmm. just talk us through, um, and I know Nutrient introduced a weather insurance product. Mm -hmm. What does it cover and how does that work? Yeah, I guess back in 2020 is, is when we started looking at this product. Um, and farming operations differ um, as, as do the risk profile and appetite. So we wanted to ensure we offer a range of sort of like risk-based solutions to meet the changing needs of, of growers. So um, very different from what a traditional foreign hail policy is because it's covering loss of yield as a result of a post event, basically. Um, in terms of a, a, a weather product, we're looking at uh, covering for um, too hot, too cold, too wet, too dry. So they're basically uh, looking at, okay, I need, I'm going to apply fertiliser this, this time of year and I need X amount of water um, on the crop post that. Um, so they can ensure um, on a weather index product um, for lack of moisture or too much, as an example. So that's that sounds pretty exciting though, because it means that it, that sort of modelling or that thinking by the producer, the, the crop, um, the farmer can go in alongside their productivity plan. So you, you mentioned about fertiliser, and uh, and I guess you know everybody gets concerned, Chris, about uh, spending a lot of money on a crop and then. It doesn't rain, which was something we thought about back in, in 16, 17, 18. 
uh, and then we say it rains too much. So are you telling me that that this, um, what we're calling a weather insurance product, could be something that they could implement to mitigate against that risk? Absolutely, absolutely. They can align the cover and the period of time um, that, that sort of aligns to when they're actually either putting their inputs in um, at, the, at the start of the season or, or mid-season when they when they are applying additional fertiliser, chemical, et cetera. Yeah. And how, how's the... Um, any assessment calculated? How do you actually calculate at the end of the year? Let's just say we we, we had a year like this, somebody took out um, uh, weather insurance back when they put out their, their initial fertilisers mm -hmm. and planted their crop. How would it, the, the, any assessment of, um, of a claim yep. be calculated now? Yep, so it's worked off certain grid points or, or weather stations. Um, so, they, so they get the average, um, say for rainfall, for example, they'll use a use, use a grid point or a weather station. Um, and if and if for the period of time that they insure, and say they've insured for too much moisture, and the moisture um, excess of say 20 millimetres, and they get 25 millimetres, they've got two options of one is a lump sum, um, which they'll determine when they buy the cover, or in, incremental cover. So they might uh, nominate, say, you know. 250,000 per every mil over 20 mil. Um, so that's typically how it's calculated. It's based off data from the Weather Bureau. Yes, okay. And, and so, but you can mix and match your um, cover based on, at the time, based on, I guess, the, the premium cost that you're prepared to front up. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. Yeah. So in terms of the sum insured, the, the grower will typically nominate um, an amount where they feel they'll be impacted by. Um, or they could lose potential loss, um, and and we can adjust those quotes accordingly. Now I'm going to throw in a couple of um, terms that I've heard, Chris, but I don't really understand completely. Just sure. explain to me what's the difference between peril insurance and parametric insurance, and how do they those products operate? <laughs> well. Traditional fire and hail uh, is covering covering your broadacre risk. The claims determined by loss of a yield post event, right? Um, so, whereas the parametric cover is the value of losses determined by pre-agreed criteria. Um, so, and it's paid from, as I said earlier on, from, earlier on from a weather data source uh, where certain conditions are met, um, i.e., if the if the if the insuring for above 50 mil, for example, and it's 55 mil, etc. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, yeah, I'm speaking I'll, to Chris. I'll also say, sorry, sorry, go on, Chris. Yep. The other difference is also is that it's not, um, it's, it doesn't discriminate weather index, so it's not limited to broadacre. So it can be used for uh, horticulture, dairy, viticulture, um, grazing, um, broadacre. So it's it's quite broad. Um, this also cover for cyclone and for hail. So we're actually using weather index cover for for car yards, for example, for hail cover. Okay, look, this is and this is you know it's a pretty new concept here in Australia. Has it been? Has this mm. sort of these products been available in other countries? I believe so. I'm not sure for for the period of time, but certainly other countries are utilising uh, weather mm. index or parametric weather products. Yeah, look, it's really interesting, and I'm talking to Chris Nelson today, and uh, Chris is. Um, Head of, uh, I don't know, your head of insurance at Nutrient, Chris. So, yeah, general manager of insurance for, for, for Nutrient Ag Solutions. General manager of insurance. And we really appreciate you giving this update because it's it's an area that I think it's fair to say that Australian farmers haven't always um, looked to cover. But, you know, with things with with things changing, we know things are changing, weather's changing or whatever, I think it become more front and centre in their thinking. Absolutely. So... 
if we're going to do that, Chris, we, and we've got a lot of farmers listening to this podcast, um, what sort of factors should these growers consider when they're looking at this type of insurance? I think one of the ones that will come to mind, come to front of mind for growers is the costs of the budget. So how much to invest in risk protection? Um, their risk exposure. Um, so, so do they need it? Are they, are they in an area that's sort of volatile? Um, is the sum insured adequate um, for business continuity? Um, understanding the cover is really important so they can make an informed decision on their purchase um, and, and they can obviously get that information from a from a broker. Um, I think the other drivers that we're seeing that influence it are commodity prices and input costs. Um, they, you know, the, the greater they are, the, uh, the more interest there seems to be in this type of product. And obviously the seasonal outlook, um, whether it's uh, La Nina or, or, or uh, El Nino, um, yeah. you know, they're, they're certainly key, key factors to consider as well. Yes, well, we've got we've got an interesting situation now because we know that um, especially grain prices are, are at elevated levels for a whole lot of reasons, and we've talked about that before on the podcast. Um, but the cost of growing a crop is um, is at a, is at a very high level as well. So it is. Um, we're talking about risk reward here, really, aren't we, Chris? We are. We are absolutely. All right. Well, look, it's been fantastic um, and we really appreciate your time coming on to Commodity Conversations, Chris. Um, we appreciate uh, the fact that we're all part of a, the Nutrient Group here and we, we make no bones about that and we've got a good product. Um, you've got a good product. I guess the, the advice to farmers is um, reach out to your, um, whether it be your agronomist or your agent or whatever, and, and get connected with your uh, insurance team, Chris. Absolutely. That's it. All right. Thank well, that's you. been great. Um, thanks again. Uh, let's have another catch up next year, Chris, when we see earlier in the season, perhaps, and and just to refresh farmers' view uh, minds on on this type of risk and how they can mitigate it. Thanks again. Absolutely, absolutely, Rob. Look forward to it.